Welcome in, everybody, to the Lucky Shots Podcast. I am Ricky Larson. Uh, today on the show, it's the fantasy show. So we're going to go over who those fantasy kings were, who top, some of the top players were from this last week, uh, the best matchups going into, the, into this next week, a few waivers, uh, some buy or sell, and then my prediction for some of the top five players that will be coming up this next week. Let's jump right into the Fantasy Kings. At quarterback, you had Justin Herbert scoring 42.82 fantasy points. He had 398 passing yards, 4 passing touchdowns, 29 rushing yards, and a touchdown on the ground. Moving on to Austin Eckler. Eckler had 32.9 points with 66 rushing yards, 2 touchdowns, 5 receptions, 53 receiving yards, and a touchdown there in the air. At the wide receiver position is Devontae Adams. He had 37.6 fantasy points on 16 targets for 11 catches, 206 receiving yards, and a touchdown. And the top tight end this week was none other than Mark Andrews, who finally had a breakout week uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. He had 41.7 points on 13 targets for 11 receptions, 147 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. So those are all of the Fantasy Kings this week. All of these guys had very good games, but there were also other top quarterbacks, so let's hop into those as well. At the quarterback position is where we will start. At number two, you had the Monday Night Madness of Lamar Jackson. He had 41.88 fantasy points with 442 passing yards, four touchdowns, and 62 rushing yards. Then you had Tom Brady at number two, or number three, sorry, uh, with 37.74 fantasy points. He had 411 passing yards and five touchdowns. That was the first time in his career that he had 400 yards and five touchdowns. At number four, we have Josh Allen uh, at 36 and a half fantasy points. He had 315 passing yards, three touchdowns, 59 rushing yards, and another touchdown as well. Rounding out that top five is actually Jameis Winston. He had 25.76 fantasy points for 279 passing yards, four touchdowns, an interception, and 26 rushing yards. Now moving on to the running back position. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, also a part of that Monday Night Madness, he had 31.9 fantasy points with 53 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown, three receptions for 116 receiving yards, and a touchdown on top of that. At the number three spot, we have Miles Gaskin. He had 31.9 fantasy points with 25 rushing yards, but 10 receptions for 74 yards and two receiving touchdowns. At number four, Derrick Henry, pretty simple, 31 uh, points because he had 130 rushing yards and three touchdowns. That's it, nothing fancy, no catches or anything like that, just straight up Derrick Henry running people over. And rounding out that top five is Alvin Kamara for the first time this season, 29.2 fantasy points, he had 71 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown, 
Five receptions for 51 yards and a receiving touchdown. About time we see Alvin Kamara getting up into the top running backs. At wide receiver, we have Mike Williams at that second spot. He had 36.5 fantasy points on 16 targets, 8 receptions, 165 receiving yards, and 2 touchdowns. Sitting at number 3, we have Marquise Brown. He had 33.5 fantasy points on 10 targets, 9 receptions, 125 yards, and 2 touchdowns. Underneath him is Antonio Brown with 31 points. Four fantasy points. Another big week for AB. He had eight targets, seven receptions, 124 yards, and two touchdowns. Rounding out the top five is a guy who ended up getting kicked out of the game late, Kadarius Tony. He had 29.6 fantasy points with the New York Giants this past week on 13 targets, 10 receptions, 189 yards, and also seven rush yards. But again, like we said, he got kicked out at the end of the game, tried to punch somebody in the helmet. Who the heck is going to try to punch somebody in the helmet? That's not smart. How, how are you going to hurt him? I don't understand that. But nonetheless, he tried. He didn't, he didn't get it, you know. He didn't knock him out, surprisingly. Moving on to the top tight ends. The... Number two tight end this week was David Njoku with a big breakout game. He had 27.9 fantasy points with seven targets, seven receptions, 149 rushing yards, and a touchdown. Right underneath him is about time we see Kyle Pitts. He had 26.9 fantasy points, 10 targets, nine receptions, 119 yards, and a touchdown. Dawson Knox has been consistently killing it for the past four weeks. He had 20.7 this week on four targets, three receptions, 117 receiving yards, and a touchdown. And then Hunter Henry, a name we haven't really heard at all this season uh, until right now, had 19.5 fantasy points. He had eight targets, six receptions, 75 receiving yards, and a touchdown. That's it for all those top players. So now let's hop into this week and who we think is going to have the best matchups. At the quarterback position, we have Jalen Hurts. He's taking on Tampa Bay. Now, looking at all of these uh, games that Tampa Bay's had, they give up a lot of passing yards. They give up a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks. And Jalen Hurts, he hasn't looked bad. Now he's going in against a defense where he could score a lot of points and who is 32nd against the pass. Jalen Hurts has a very good matchup this week. And I think, you know, his connection with Devontae Smith, Zach Ertz, uh, Jalen Rager is really becoming a thing. I think that has a good chance for Jalen Hurts to take advantage of this matchup and score quite a few points this week. Next up is Justin Herbert. He's playing Baltimore, who Carson Wentz finally had a breakout game against. And, you know, Baltimore hasn't necessarily been a lockdown defense. Uh, They are 28th against the pass, actually. So they're they're not very good against the pass. And Justin Herbert has been lighting it up. So 
against a defense that isn't as good against the pass and a, and a quarterback who is actually killing it in the passing game right now, I think that matchup is really going to benefit Justin Herbert and the weapons around him. Then the final quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. Okay, not a popular opinion that Patrick Mahomes should have a good fantasy week. But he's playing Washington, who has a 27th defense against the pass. We've seen guys like Daniel Jones go out there and handle business very easily against Washington. So, should we be concerned at all? Uh, you know, Patrick has had not very good uh, days, I guess you could say. A lot of interceptions, a lot more than normal anyway. Uh, but against the Washington defense, a defense that hasn't stopped the pass, I don't believe they'll start this week against the Chiefs. So I think that's also a good matchup for Patrick Mahomes. At the running back position, the top matchup, I think, will be Joe Mixon against Detroit. Uh, Detroit gives up 23.8 fantasy points per game to running backs. Uh, Joe Mixon, if he is healthy fully, he doesn't really share any of that backfield. So a lot of those points will go to him. And they've also given up, uh, the Detroit Lions have also given up 10 touchdowns to the running backs on the ground this year, or altogether this year. Uh, so it's just a good matchup. I think it'll be a good matchup for Mixon to come back. He was out last week. So I think it'll be a good matchup for him to come back, have a bounce back fantasy week, along with a bounce back NFL week. Then uh, the next guy, uh, Najee Harris. He's going up against Seattle. Seattle gives up 23 points per game and has given up five touchdowns. So not a lot of touchdowns given up, but they do give up quite a few points. And Najee Harris has really started to take off. Uh, had his first 100-yard rushing game last week against the Broncos. And, you know, the volume is starting to consistently become a thing, and it's starting to look very good. Seattle's banged up. Defense is banged up. They don't have their starting quarterback, so their offense probably won't be on the field. The Seattle offense probably won't be on the field as much, giving the Steelers offense and Najee Harris more time on the field for Harris to score you a lot of fantasy points. And then the final one is Miles Gaskin, who, as you heard earlier, had a really big game last week. He's going up against Jacksonville, who gives up 24 or 22.4 fantasy points to running backs and has given up nine touchdowns. Now, the matchup is great, but is Miles Gaskin going to be great? Is it going to be another week like last week? Or is he going to have to split? Or is it just not going to pan out for him? That's kind of where we're at with Miles Gaskin. But the matchup against the Jaguars, who give up 22 points to the running backs, it's a good matchup, should be great. And if he can replicate what he did last week, that matchup is the perfect time to do it. At the wide receiver position, the number one is Stephon Diggs or any of the Buffalo receivers because this year you haven't really known who's going to be that top receiver each week for the Bills. But I'm going to say Stephon Diggs, uh, you know, who is he playing? I did not write down on these who they were playing. So let me find that real quick. Uh Let's take a look. He's playing Tennessee. Uh, and Tennessee is 
dead last against fantasy wide receivers. They give up 30.8 fantasy points per game and 224 receiving yards. Um, And the Buffalo offense, this is as good of an offense as there is in the uh, NFL right now. Probably the best, uh, I would venture to say. So a defense that gives up that much. And then a guy like Stephon Diggs, who he hasn't really had that breakout game yet, but everybody else on that offense has. I think it's finally time that he comes out and, you know, has one of those games he had last year. Josh Allen's looking extremely, extremely sharp. So I think this is a huge matchup for Stephon Diggs or any of those Bills receivers against the Tennessee Titans. At number two, uh, Devontae Smith. Let's find who he is playing. The Eagles just did a show yesterday on who everybody's playing. I should know who's playing who. But I don't. So we will find that. All right, so the Eagles and Devontae Smith, they're playing Tampa Bay. That's right. Tampa Bay gives up 27.4 fantasy points and 17 receptions to receivers um, every week. Devontae Smith, you know, he's looking like he's solidified himself in a few weeks as the top wide receiver for that team. Uh, In Tampa Bay, you know, Look at what Dallas did. Look at what the Patriots even did. The Patriots kept that game close, and it was because Mac Jones was keeping them in that game. Uh, you know, so I think this week against the Chiefs, that's that's a huge, or not the Chiefs, the Buccaneers, that's a huge matchup. And again, I, I said I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a good uh, matchup against the Buccaneers. Same goes for Smith, because he is going to be the beneficiary of uh, Jalen Hurts having a good game. And then the final one, Tyree Kill, again with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, against that Washington team, uh, they give up 27.4 fantasy points to wide receivers, 15 receptions uh, per game. And this is a Chiefs offense that, you know, is still good. They ran into the Bills last week. The Bills have a really good defense. They're not running into that this week. They're running into the questionable Washington football team. So, again, I think everybody in that offense is going to benefit. Uh, But Tyree Kill, he's had some monster weeks lately. I think this one's no different. So that's that's another big matchup right there. Then at the tight end position, Mark Andrews is playing the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers give up 12.4 fantasy points to tight ends, have given up four touchdowns, and that is in five weeks. So, uh, And Mark Andrews, he's coming off of a ginormous week, a week where he was the top tight end. Uh and the Chargers, they give up quite a few points to the tight end. So I think he can carry that over, especially against a team that will be susceptible to the tight end position. And to go along with that, Jared Cook is the next matchup uh, that I like for tight ends. 
Baltimore gives up 11.2 fantasy points uh, per game to tight ends and seven receptions. If Jared Cook gets seven receptions in this game, I guarantee he has a touchdown. So I don't know how he's going to, you know, split those uh, receptions between other tight ends, other people, but the Baltimore Ravens are susceptible to leaving the tight end open. And if they leave Jared Cook open, he's going to get those receptions. He's going to get touchdowns. So it's a great matchup for him uh, as it is for Andrews against the Chargers defense. Then Hunter Henry, uh, he's playing Dallas, who gives up 9.4 fantasy points. They give up 66 um, receiving yards. I don't necessarily love Hunter Henry, but in a matchup against Dallas where Dallas, you know, can give up a lot of passing yards and give up things to the tight end. They gave up two touchdowns to Rob Gronkowski in week one. I, I like the matchup, especially Hunter Henry coming off of the week he had um, last week. So let's hope it carries over. It's a good matchup. We'll see. Um, and now let's quickly look at waivers before we hop into buy or sell and our top uh, players for this next week. So there's three main guys. Um, I'm sure everybody saw... Saquon, his ankle somehow stepped on somebody, twisted it, it swelled, swelled up right away, looked awful. It's going to keep him out for a while. So the top waiver priority has got to be Devontae Booker. Uh, he's the Giants backup. He's only 3.8% rostered. Uh, Saquon's ankle injury is going to keep him out for a while. And when Booker came in, he had 16 carries for 42 yards, a touchdown. He had three receptions for 16 yards and another touchdown. So he came in and produced immediately, looked good, uh, played very well for this Giants offense. And especially if you're the Saquon owner, go out and get him. You got to spend spend up to go get the guy that is going to be replacing Saquon in that offense, especially when he looked the way he did replacing him last week. Then at the wide receiver position, sticking with the Giants, we saw that breakout game from Kadarius Toney, who is 12.2% rostered. And with a Giants receiving core that is all up in arms right now, you know, you might get Sterling Shepard back this week. Darius Slayton probably is still a no-go. Kenny Galladay, more than likely, is a no-go. And then Saquon isn't in there taking up receptions, so... We saw Kadarius Tony. He had what was it? It was thirteen uh, recept or thirteen targets, ten receptions, one hundred eighty-nine yards. He's you got to believe he's going to see that. Now he did get ejected from last week's game. I don't know if there's going to be any repercussions of that, but either way, he has found his way into this Giants offense, and the Giants can't ignore him. They got to keep playing him. So Kadarius Tony, only twelve point two percent rostered. Go pick him up. And then at the tight end position, David Njoku. I mean, at this point, if you're picking any tight ends up off of waivers, it's a dice roll. Njoku looked very good. He's only 1.6% roster. And the Odell injury, you know, he it's unsure whether what he's going to be doing. Landry, still out. Uh, 
So Njoku has a good chance to see a lot more of these targets, and hopefully he does. I really like David Njoku. He's a guy that's been kind of an underutilized tight end. He's very talented, uh, but he's only 1.6% rostered, so he's easily available in pretty much anybody's league. So go grab him. But moving on now to buy or sell. A couple of these, not too many. Uh, We'll start off with Justin Herbert. Uh, Will Justin Herbert have three touchdowns and no interceptions in this next game? Uh, He has had three or more touchdowns in the last three weeks and zero interceptions. But Baltimore only gives up two touchdowns per game, and they force turnovers. So is Herbert going to do this? Well, let's, let's see. He's done it the past three weeks, done it against good teams. So, yeah, I buy this. I think he can do it. The only place where it's kind of tough is no interceptions. But if he continues to be smart like he has been the past three weeks, gets to his main targets, the touchdowns will come, and if he's smart with the ball, the interceptions will stay away. So I buy it. I'm all in on Justin Herbert. I think this is going to be another good week for him. Then at the running back position, Derrick Henry. Will he have 100 yards rushing and a touchdown? Well, let's think about it. He had four, or he has four straight games with 100 yards and four touchdowns in the last two weeks. But he's playing Buffalo. Buffalo gives up 49 yards per game to running backs, and they haven't given up a touchdown to a running back this season. I mean, this is this is to gods going at it. Uh, you know, Mount Olympus, everybody's going to just come together. I'm not saying that about the Titans. I'm saying it about Derrick Henry against this entire defense because that's what it's going to be. So I'm going to go ahead and buy it because Derrick Henry's all these guys have. And he produces every single week. They give him the ball. He's like, okay, got to carry the team. So I I can buy it. Uh, I even venture to say multiple touchdowns, uh, but 100 yards, and one touchdown. I think that's a pretty easy buy there as well. Then Keenan Allen. Will he outscore Mike Williams this week? He's only done it once this season, uh, but you see his targets are starting to creep back up there to where he was the number one guy last year. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to sell just because Mike Williams is crazy. I don't know what he did this offseason but all of a sudden he's an animal and he's outscored Keenan Allen in fantasy all of but one week and I believe that was week four uh I mean it's going to be a good game for this offense I really believe that but I still think Mike Williams is going to be the guy who gets maybe not even the most targets but he will get more touchdowns than Keenan Allen so Justin Herbert, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. We're buying it. Derrick Henry, 100 yards and a touchdown. We're buying it. And Keenan Allen outscores Mike Williams. We are selling it. Let's finish off the show now with our top five at each position this week. They, you know, I'll give you their projections as well. Projections aren't going to match up to how they're ranked. This is just how I would rank them because of my idea of how these games are going to go. So Matt Stafford at the Giants, he's 
uh, got 21.4 as his projection. Matt Stafford, this offense, it's looking incredible. He's doing some great things, and the Giants' defense, the whole Giants' team is questionable. They're just not good. They gave up, what, four, four or five touchdowns to Dak? I think it was four. Yeah, not good. So Matt Stafford has a lot of weapons, just like Dak does. Giants are still not good. So I think the number one quarterback this week will be Matt Stafford. The number two quarterback, Tom Brady. He's playing at Philadelphia, 23.2 fantasy points projected. Uh, You know, Philly's defense has been kind of shaky, and they've also been good. So you don't know where they're sitting, but Tom Brady coming off a five-touchdown game against a Philly defense, that's you you don't know. Uh, I think Tom is going to have a great game as well. He's probably is going to outscore Stafford, but I still think Stafford will rank higher. At number three, Josh Allen playing at Tennessee. We've talked about how that matchup's going to benefit Stephon Diggs. Obviously, it's going to benefit Josh Allen. Uh, He's projected 25.4 fantasy points. He also could be a guy that is going to be the top guy this week. Any of these guys could. I just think Matt Stafford, Tom Brady, then Josh Allen. That's how I see that going. At number four, uh, Justin Herbert playing in Baltimore. Uh, he's got 24.3 as his projection. Uh, you know, he had a four-touchdown week, a three-touchdown week, a four-touchdown week. All back-to-back, zero interceptions. Uh, I just think he continues to roll, you know. Uh, Baltimore's defense, sure, they could still win this game, but they're not going to cause a lot of problems for Justin Herbert. They didn't really cause any problems for Carson Wentz last or uh, this past week. So I, I think Justin Herbert is going to have another big week as well at that number four spot. And then Patrick Mahomes, I think, will round out the top five against Washington. He does have the highest projection at 26, but he's not been playing like a 26-point quarterback all year. He's been making mistakes. He's been throwing interceptions, things like that. Uh, so I just I don't have as much confidence in him being the top quarterback, but I still think he cracks the top five. Then at the running back position, we have Joe Mixon. Uh, he's playing at Detroit. We talked about that a little earlier. He's at, or he's projected 17 and a half. At number two, Jonathan Taylor. He had a huge week this past week. Um, with that big touchdown catch right off the bat. Then he ran straight through Baltimore for most of the game, ran in for another touchdown. Uh, He's playing Houston this week. He's projected 16.2. I think he has the same kind of game he had against Baltimore against Houston. Houston's not good. Jonathan Taylor is. We saw that breakout week last week, so I think it carries over into this week. Austin Eckler at Baltimore. Eckler's just been fantastic. So he's projected 20.2 fantasy points. Uh, We saw what Jonathan Taylor did against Baltimore. Uh, And I honestly believe Austin Eckler is better than Jonathan Taylor. Like as a running back. So he could outscore Taylor this week. Uh, But, 
you know, Baltimore's a little better than Houston, so I think it's going to go Jonathan Taylor, then Austin Eckler. At number four, I hesitated to put him up here into the top five because he's still questionable. Don't know if he's in or out, but Christian McCaffrey against Minnesota. 25.2 fantasy points is his projection. Um, Obviously, I would project him as number one if he was healthy. Um, But even if he does play, I still think he cracks the top five, but I see there still being a chance of him not getting – or getting taken out of the game at some point. But Minnesota, fairly weak against the run. Christian McCaffrey is just the entire offense, so I believe he will have a great game. And then at number five, Najee Harris against Seattle. He's got one of the higher projections as well this week at 22.6. We saw him have his first 100-yard rushing game. He's been looking really good. He had a game uh, earlier this year. He was the top running back had 19 targets, something like that. So uh, I think all of the things are going – they're lining up. Juju Smith-Schuster probably is going to be out this week as well, which will create more targets for Najee. So he cracks top five against Seattle, who's hurting, uh, not going to have their starting quarterback. So uh, Najee Harris, I think, rounds out that top five. Then at the wide receiver position, best matchup I thought was for Stephon Diggs. So I'm putting him here at the top spot. Uh, He plays at Tennessee, as we said, and 17.3 fantasy points. I think this is his breakout game. I think he gets the job done. Uh, He could have the two-touchdown game uh, that Emmanuel Sanders has every once in a while. So I think Stephon Diggs, this is going to be his week. At number two, Devontae Adams playing at Chicago. Uh, He's projected 21.9 fantasy points. The Packers have gotten everything going their way, looking good. So that that Rodgers-Adams connection, it's going to continue this week. At number three, Cooper Cup. He was a hard one. Uh, They play at the Giants, so it's a good matchup. He's projected at 22.5, which I believe is the highest of receivers this week. But we just saw Robert Woods last week get all of the targets. And Cooper Cup still had a good game, but it wasn't great at all by any means. So if that ball continues to get spread around like that, Cooper Cup's not going to have those kind of games that he's been having. Uh, but it is against the Giants, so there's a good chance he's still in the top five. Uh So I put him here at the number three spot. At number four, Deontay Johnson against Seattle. I mentioned that Juju Smith-Schuster may not be in this week. So that skyrockets Deontay Johnson. He already is a uh, target hog. Now without Juju, there's about six, seven more targets that are up for grabs. Obviously, some of them are going to go to Claypool. But some of them are going to go to Johnson. On top of the workload he's already getting. So it's going to be a lot of targets i believe a lot of volume for deontay johnson he had that long touchdown last week i think he continues that this week as he's projected 15.8 but i think he blows that projection out of the water and then at number five tyreek hill uh kind of the same situation i think him and patrick mahomes are going to go hand in hand uh they play at washington he's projected 21.6 uh 
you know, he's always a guy that he's either going to be a bust or he's going to be in the top five. So, uh, you know, I think it's another good matchup this week. So I think yeah, you can count on him being in the inside the top five at that number five spot. Then at the tight end position, Mark Andrews at the Chargers, or not at the Chargers, against the Chargers. Uh, talked about how that's the best matchup this week, I think, uh, and he's coming off that huge game. He's only projected 14.8, but I, I really like what this week looks like after last week for the Ravens and Mark Andrews against the Chargers defense. At number two, Travis Kelsey. Uh, you know, again, he's at Washington. I rank him higher than Tyree Kill because normally he finishes inside the top five somewhere uh, because he is Travis Kelsey. He is a wide, wide receiver production at tight end. Uh, he's projected 19, and it was kind of hard. I didn't know whether or not to put him at one or two or maybe even three because of the guy that I have at three. Uh, but he's going to stick here at this two spot. I think that's where he'll finish up. I don't think he's going to surpass Andrews this week, but I do think he's going to be better than my next guy, Rob Gronkowski. Again, Gronkowski is also questionable, so he may not play. But against Philadelphia, uh, he's got a uh, projection of 11.4. But we've seen it's the Brady and Gronk show when Gronk is in. Uh, it looks exactly like what people couldn't stop when they were in New England. People haven't been able to stop it when Gronkowski's been in uh, so far this year. So, again, I don't think he's going to hop over Kelsey, but he's going to have a great game as well. At number four, Darren Waller. Uh, the only reason I rank him a lot lower is because of everything that's going on in Vegas, uh, and they're playing Denver. Denver's particularly good against tight ends. Uh, so I think they're going and they know uh, that Waller is going to be that top guy. So I think they'll adjust accordingly because they're already good against tight ends. I think they'll adjust for Waller. He's projected 15.3. I don't think they're going to stop him enough to keep him outside of the top five, but enough to keep him out of that top three at least. Then on number five, you can't bet against Dawson Knox right now. He's got to be one of the hottest tight ends in football, uh, fantasy football right now. Again, we talked about he's going to be at Tennessee. 11 points is his projection. If he scores a touchdown, he's going to get over that. And I think this is going to be a pass-heavy game for the Bills, uh, particularly early. And Dawson Knox, I think, is going to continue that streak of touchdowns as it's sitting at four right now. I think it'll sit at five after this week. But that is it today for the Fantasy Show. Uh, thanks for joining, everyone. Hopefully you caught yesterday's show, uh, the game day show, where we dove into all of the, uh, the matchups for this coming week. And I hope you tune in tomorrow. We'll have Dylan Corbett on the show again uh, for the Lucky Bets podcast with Dylan Corbett. So join us tomorrow and thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.